Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, listener. You're listening to Ice Cream Men Discuss How Hot It Is and how great business has been. I'm Jolly D, and with me is Mr. Will Whippy. How are you, Mr. Will Whippy? I'm very good. Business has been very good this week, and I hope it continues into October and November. Well, yeah, yeah I reckon it, it can do that if you believe in yourself. December is my big period. Is it? Is, is December big for you in the ice cream world? It is, because no one else is selling them then, and I cut them under the leaf. And uh, I'm going to ask you what we ask every ice cream man we have on this. Uh, is it just ice cream you sell or have you moved into other items since uh, Ben and Jerry's came to the scene? Uh, I also have sweets in uh, little bags. I give 50p. There you go. I'll have some Haribos. I don't call them Haribos. They're um, my special. Haribos. It's my special ingredients. Your special ingredients, is it? Well, it's, it's Harry Bows plus heat from the uh, from the van, which is meant to be cool, but it's not. It's very hot. Wow. Wonderful stuff. And uh, do you serve soft kind of ice cream from the machine or in your old school Cornish from the freezer? No, we've got a machine that, that comes out like dog poos. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Well, great having you on. Uh, we'll see you next week. It's not that ice cream based show. It's small screen 90s with me, AMJ, and this guy. Chris Barnes doing improvisational comedy there. It was good, wasn't it? I think, oh, mate, we should be an impro group. He never tells me what he's going to say before we, we turn it on. Never. I like to see the fear in your eyes sometimes of going, oh, what is he actually on about? Because you went along. You didn't say, stop, this is nonsense. You just carried on. And I admire that. No, oh, well, I'm a I'm a trier, aren't I? That's that's what they say. He always tries. <laughs> Is that on your posters? On my circling proficiency, it says uh, he's a danger to himself and other road users. What on cycling proficiency? I failed it. I failed my cycling proficiency. How? Uh, I uh, didn't stay on the saddle when you're meant to. I the uh, woman came out to the emergency stop and I went rounder. Mm-hmm. I was the only one that failed. Everyone else got a certificate and they went you. No. That's amazing. Apparently nowadays you can't do that. Everyone's a winner. Well, that's the thing. And to be honest, even back then you could ride a bike no matter what. You didn't need an exam. You didn't need that red tape. My main source of transport is my bike. So I'm still a danger to everyone. Man, do you know what? And that's why we like you. If someone walked out on the road when you're on a bike, you'd go around them, wouldn't you? You wouldn't 
stop in the middle of the road and then stop traffic, you try and avoid them. That is the sensible yeah. thing to do. Not how have you got into this? That's what I'd do. So is it just you plough into them? And once they told us to go up to a, a place and the, there was a bus there. So I thought, do I wait behind the bus or do I come back down again, down the road again? And she said, it oh, you're a bit really worried. Yeah, it's really time you had. <laughs> it um, is. Are they still putting kids through this on the cycling proficiency? I think so. Oh, man, I just, I, ne- I never did it. I don't, I don't know if it was like he's dyspraxic, there's no boat, or, or where they just, I don't remember it happening in my school. Yeah, to bring your bike in on a Thursday, I think it was. On a, on a Thursday. I love that you can remember the day. The day that you the day. last pass. I also remember having a dyslexia lesson and uh, they were making us spell out things like cat and flat and stuff like that. So um, the word was nut. So I put nutter on. The, it was a Friday afternoon and they were like, you're not taking this seriously anymore. I thought, well, I've, I've pluralized it. I've made it longer. So um, <laughs> I want points for this. This is it. Oh, man, it's like. It's hard. It's hard growing up in Kent. This is what people don't see. <laughs> Failing psychological proficiency, the dyslexic lesson. Yeah, and being told to read this thing that said rent, ma- rent man and I on purpose said rent boy for it. And my teacher laughed. I thought, yeah, because I've watched Blackadder, I know what a rent boy is now. I, I know. What I, yeah, because you watch Blackadder, that's why you know what a rent boy is. Is it? Is it? That's my excuse, yeah. I'm sticking to it. That's my excuse. Uh, well, we're not here to discuss rent boys for the next hour. We're here to discuss <laughs> what a what a link. That's another podcast. You are listening to small. You are listening to you're listening to Red Boys. I'm here with with Johnny Rent. How are you? How's business going, son? Yeah, it's fine. Ups and downs. It's not about red, it's not about actual Red Boys. It's about people who used to work in blockbusters. <laughs> That's what it's based on. People who used oh, to rent out videos. I know what to make a documentary called Red Boys. Red Boys and just have someone in a video store going, well, it weren't the same. I mean, Blu-ray's coming and we all knew it was over. Ah, <laughs> right. 90s. <laughs> what are you getting? <laughs> it's got you're watching. No, you're not. You're listening to Small Screen 90s. Let's play that title. And we're back. I love the way we've done this so much that we both do a little dance to the music that isn't actually playing at that time. That was the last single to be released by Craftwork, that bit of music. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I like I like a false fact. And if you like a false fact, so you'll love this show. It is indeed small screen 90s, where me and the wonderful Chris Barnes, who knows what a red boy is, go over <laughs> shows from the 90s. And uh, what we're going to start with, Barnsley? We are going to start with Jonathan Creek.
have to apologise because I sent you the link to what I thought was Jonathan Creek and turned out to be a show called Roman Road that just happened to have Alan Davis in it and I didn't check well, it. Not, well, it weren't a show from whatever. It was from 2004. And at that point when you sent it, I thought, hold on, this ain't from the 90s. This is... But, and I watched an hour and 20 minutes. Also, oh, sorry. Find, it wasn't an episode of Jonathan Creek. I went so, on YouTube. Uh, I, got, I googled full full episodes of Jonathan Creek, and that comes up. It was very odd. It was it was it was Jonathan, not Jonathan. It was a character. I want to say similar to Jonathan Creek, but not. To, it was Alan Davis uh, going on an adventure, taking him down Roman roads where he's chased by people who looked a lot like the Matrix, while smoking a lot of marijuana. Uh, it was all right. I, I can see why it was a one-off. <laughs> what are we giving it? Come back. I'll, give, I'll give it 40 I'd watch yeah. that on a Sunday let's lock it in <laughs> let's lock it in so which takes us back to Jonathan Creek where I watched two out of sync episodes so uh, we're back to old school reviewing tactics with this one you didn't watch the one with the banana advert at the beginning no I would have loved to have watched the one with the banana advert at the beginning uh, Frank Pickles from the uh, Vicar of Dibley was being was playing jo- Jack Holiday, a comedian who uh, is in a hard times, and his wife had been murdered by a man. Okay, I love the way that you've described hard times. Is his wife had been murdered by a man? <laughs> That's just hard times for you, not a tragedy. That's hard times. That's losing your earphones. Hard times. His wife's been murdered. And he's got no milk in. And then Jack, then Jack's dead. Jack's dead as well. And then calling right. Jonathan Creek. And then he, he goes to his windmill. Yeah, we saw the windmill. I, Which never part of Roman Road where I realised this wasn't anything to do with Jonathan <laughs> Creek. When I sat there like going, it's Caroline Quinton and the windmill. Like the bits that you'd watch it for. And uh, it, I, I'm more annoyed at myself. Chris, I'm more wanted to be an hour over an hour into this to go. This ain't Jonathan Creek. Yeah, but the panic that I had when you said it wasn't it, and I was like, "Oh my god, what did I send you? <laughs> what could I possibly? What did you? What was on your phone? hard drive? What have I sent on my phone? Find <laughs> that it could have been. <laughs> Look, did, I proved it. Look, full episodes of Jonathan Creek, and the second one is Roman Road. So I, I. It was good. The one above is a Christmas special from 2010 and is invalid in this podcast format. I mean, it's fine. We're all good. We're on speaking terms. I think it was more the stupidity of a man in the sun with ginger skin who had been... It it was felt quite weird the last few days, not paying any attention to anything. Could have been Bob and Rose I sent you. Well, that could have been something very different. This was written by David Renwick. Will we ever do One Foot in the Grave? Yes, we'll do One Foot in the Grave. Right then, I won't play the theme now then. I'll wait till we do it. <laughs> we can play the theme now if you want. I mean, there's people waiting there. They, they can listen to it if they want. It always confused me with like DJs when they have a request show and people phone in to have their favourite song played. It's like, mm. haven't you got Spotify? <laughs> like, like, why do you wait for Friday on the radio to listen to your favourite song? Simon May, who always used to play Menomina on 
the beginning of his show and every, every week everyone would always ask for it and I thought why are you asking for it? He's going to play it anyway. You don't need to ask for it every, every week. Yeah, don't use one of your requests. Don't use one of your wishes on Menomina. <laughs> He's going to play it anyway. Do, 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 do. I've never done this, Chris. We've never done this. Let's not lock it in. Let's go back to it and do another show. What? No. <laughs> you can't do this. I've already made the, do... um, the picture and I've put Jonathan Greek on it. Yeah, but we can put it on next week when we've actually what it's fine. It's fine. I think the listeners would be fine with it. So is this bit going in? Or we <laughs> well, we this can go this bit can go in explaining why the bit wasn't put in in the first place. Because due to one man watching the wrong show for an hour and twenty minutes in the blistering heat and realizing it wasn't what he was meant to be watching. Due to maybe I don't know, this is it. This is unprecedented for the Small Screen this is, this is unprecedented for us. You right? Your meeting will end in 10 minutes. You need more Zoom time. What? It's a great start this week. It's saying we're running out of time on, on the Zoom. We're wow. to go out and come in. I don't know. We do it every week and it seems fine. Well, in that case, let's not. Let's <laughs> not lock it in. Let's move it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Next week, there you go, Jonathan Creek. We're watching a proper episode. 
no, 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 you'll watch a full episode and I'll just tell you what I've watched already again. Oh, it's like that. So, so you get you get a bit of a rest, do you? Wake up yeah. an 20 minutes early. Yeah, I'm sort of like, it's it's because I'm quite privileged now because I'm part of the royal family. I would like to leave this city This old town don't smell too pretty And I can feel the warning signs Running around my mind So what do you say? You can't give me the dreams that are mine anyway Half the world away Half the world away I watched the whole of series one of this. I watched the one where Nana's got an eye patch. I accidentally watched an episode from 2000 where baby David was all grown up and stuff, and it really threw me. Of going, when did this happen? And then thought, ah, I loved this. I loved it more now than I did first time around. I really liked it, the relationship between Jim Royal and the Nan, because it reminded me of dinosaurs. And I was waiting for him to go, yeah, I'm going to throw you into a tar pit. Such a beautiful yet niche reference to about two people. And it does remind me of the shot. A previous episode. I, the thing I love about it is everyone has such a strong character in it as well. Yep. Like Jim Royal is just mm. great. He's like so angry, but uncaring. You really warm to him in a weird way, but knowing he's a bit of an arsehole. He's a hypocrite, isn't he? He's telling everyone else that they're being lazy, even though he doesn't work. Exactly. And the, there was a scene in one of the episodes, not from this decade, where they'd taken two batteries out of his control and he went mental and was in the kitchen having an argument with himself whilst eating chocolate biscuits. <laughs> and it was generally one of the funniest bits of comedy I think I've seen in ages. I never remember it being this good when I was younger. Maybe I missed the kind of the subtlety of it. It felt like Gogglebox before Gogglebox. Well, that's why they've got... Uh, I almost said Johnny Cash then. That's not his name, is it? Craig Cash and uh, Carolina Hearn doing the voiceover for, for Gogglebox. Yeah. I've never, until now, realised that connection. Oh. <laughs> you have not no- never noticed Honestly, that. <laughs> that is an idiotic eureka moment there, isn't it? That is, yeah, of course. Fucking of course. Oh, that's beautiful. Of course, yeah. Oh, that is just lovely. Liz Smith had a great role in the episode I watched. She was asleep for most of it and then woke up and had the best lines. And What was your favourite Liz Smith lines? <laughs> uh, oh, she was talking about this film with the man with the tattoo on it. And she told it like three times to people that were basically in the same room. I thought, they've heard this at least twice now. David, David, did you see the film with the... No, yes, Nana, I've seen it. I, uh, my favourite Liz Smith line in the whole of Royal Family is, is that thing on tonight with the, with, the, with the man dressed as a chicken? The man dressed as a chicken. What kind of chicken tonight advert? Yeah, is it in the TV guide? The chicken tonight advert. I was like, oh, that's gold. You would I love YouTube. 
<laughs> oh, imagine. I, uh, every Christmas I go through a period of watching every single, like, year's Christmas adverts to fall asleep to, and it's just relaxing. Really? Yeah, you looked at me then like that is the weirdest thing you've heard anyone say ever. Why would you do well, that for? It's just nice. Oh. It's gone all quiet now. I feel like I've shared with you and you've gone, oh, you know when someone says, I've got something to tell you, and you're like, oh, this ain't going to be good. I, thought, oh, I really love this thing. And the other person goes, oh, no, it's shit. And you're like, no, no, it's not. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that, is there? And especially when you're younger and you play someone some music for the first time and they go, actually, it's not that great. And you go, yeah. I've also got another note in here. I said, is Jim Roy your dad? Do you know what? In his old age, <laughs> in an old way, like my dad, obviously, like he, he worked very hard, but he went the opposite of that when he quit and retired. He, he does have that kind of old school fear amongst him, doesn't he? But I meant more like his his attitude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jim Royal might might have been my father. I love that. It, feel, it feels quite Adam that Royal. Could be a thing. Adam Royal. That's a good name, isn't it? Liz Smith was in Pirates, which I wanted to review, but there is no, uh, no evidence of it online. <laughs> I remember it. Lily Savage was in it. That sounds like a great show that there should be something to kind of remember it with. There's a trailer online, but you can't find any episodes. No one decided to save it. No, it's weird things that people did save, like the entirety of every advert from 1992. But no series. <laughs> Did you know that Baby David is the size of an orange? I didn't know David, Baby David is the size of an orange, but not in one of the episodes <laughs> I watched. Philippa Forrester was on the telly. I don't know why oh, I wrote that sure. down. I know why you wrote that down. <laughs> you no, know, you never see her. You don't see, ever see what they're watching. Also, I like the episode where Emmerdale comes on. Did you watch? Yeah, oh, what they hammer <laughs> along to the theme tune. And then just change the channel. <laughs> Which is beautiful. Like, it's those little bits of gold that are hidden in there. It's just so... Uh, everyone's great in it as well. Isn't it I watching it. Um, Antics Roadshow just to see people asking how much it is? That's all, and, and that's the uh, only reason anyone ever watches. If uh, if you enjoyed this, it was a great spin-off recently. Well, not a spin-off. Where Ricky Tomlinson... And I forgot his bloody name. Ralph Little. Ralph Little do a trip in a camper van around the north, which is worth a watch. I think Steve Coogan and Rob Ryden talked about it, saying they were ripping off the trip and even Ralph Little was doing impressions. But if you say you're doing it, it's all right. Yeah, exactly. If you know you're ripping it off. uh, They do do impressions of like uh, Brian, Ryan, bless it. (laughs) His son. It's me, Ryan Blessed. Gordon's Ryan. not alive. Uh, they do a lot of Brian Blessed impressions on that show, and it's brilliant. What do you have for your tea, Adam? Oh, I had uh, just a bit of toast and dairy, Lee. Uh, I want to give it 70. Yes, I want to give... Yeah, I, I really liked it. I think it just... was a solid gold. That is quite high. I think that's near the top of the leaderboard. Top tier. Top tier. I th- had an idea of... When we've got loads of them, we should have, like, go through the list and knock out ones that we don't want to be on the list anymore. I mean, that's Just a idea. perfect plan. But we're what keeping that one oh. in. Well, you know what we need to do, listener? Oh, I got to... 
my grandparents used to watch it, but my parents never watched it. And when I went around there, I was like, you watch this. It's like, you're, you're much, you're so much cooler than my mum and dad. <laughs> my parents used to love it. My granddad called me Anthony because he's like, go on, Anthony, go make a team. That's why I watched it. Did he ever refer to you as Lurch? Yeah, he did. He's like, hey, Lurch, get a treat. I'm like, what's that mean? And we watched it. Oh, I understand now. So let's lock it in. This would be great, isn't it? We've got one show we can't review. The, the uh, wow, Zoom went off. <laughs> and then I thought it was the greatest time to put a macaron in my mouth just before recording that. And I'll be honest, it tastes great. It is Biscoff. But it's Biscoff. Biscoff. That could be your new catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Look at me, I'm on the ball. I'm going to be honest with you. Catchphrase is my all-time favourite game show because it is the only one I'm any good at. And I've got mad skills at catchphrase. And I think any comedian should be. Uh, Roy Walker, you missed on catchphrase. Actually, no, I love Stephen Muller on catchphrase. This is very different to catchphrase nowadays. Mm. As in, uh, the animation is total shite. It looks like it's been done on Microsoft Paint. Now, this... Well, the one with Stephen Mulhern, the minute they start, they go, Mr. Chips, everybody, way, and he's right at the beginning. This, I think it was eight minutes in before Mr. Chips turned up. Yeah. Well, it's just like Mr. Chips is what you want, isn't it? You can't have catchphrase without Mr. Chips. Well, you can. They tried it before. Remember that weird one in the noughties? I can't remember who hosted it, but the animation was even worse than this one. And it was, you know, it was just terrible. It didn't have enough chips. I remember that because the bloke who hosted it on the first episode, he fell down the stairs and broke his leg. So then for the rest of the run, we've, he's got he's got a cast on his leg for the rest of the series. We've all done that to try and get out of jobs in the past. We've all done stuff we're not proud of. This is my big break. I'm hosting a primetime quiz show. Do, 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 do. Oh, fuck, I've broken my leg. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Quick, quickie, throw me down the stairs. The Well, the audience, I don't think we're actually there. But also, the contestants were pretty weird. I put down, we always ask the lady first. Yes, yes, Roy, we do. Yeah, that sexism. We always ask the lady first. Hazel, who uh, was a sheep shearer. That's it. I was looking at my note going, why have I put sheep shave? <laughs> what, what, what did you put? A sheep? Sh- a sheep shave. A I can't sheep spell shearer, so I put, I put a shave. And the other guy sheep was a shave. car car tester and he liked playing pool. Can we just point out Joe, who was a car tester and liked playing pool, uh, one thing that Roy said, and I wrote it down because I thought, that's the 90s. It's like oh, it's nice to have Joe with us uh, because his mum and dad uh, were born deaf and dumb 
and Joe communicates with some silence. I wasn't going to bring that up. And you know what? You just <laughs> listen and go, what? <laughs> Nowadays, it would have been his parents are disabled. Uh, that, that, well, it, actually, no, they wouldn't have even mentioned it. They wouldn't even said it. They wouldn't have mentioned it, deaf and dumb. And it's like, no, I'm not having that. I'm one if, you, if you're de- not him. He's not deaf and dumb. His parents. It would just, it really shocked me. And I don't like the term disabled. I prefer differently able because I just, I don't like it. I just, I don't. I just think it should be disabled, which isn't like good for people with lisps like me. But the money on I'm, this I'm, was I'm... rubbish. Oh, let's have five pounds of catchphrase. Wow. Five pounds. What they do, put all the budget in the animation, which you said it looks like it's been. Done on a Nokia three ten. I think. Uh, see what you see. He you said it that too many times for a catchphrase. <laughs> I feel I, I love catchphrase, and it was just the money was terrible. This reminds me of Challenge TV and visiting my nan on a Saturday afternoon to get my pocket money off my auntie Frida, which has nothing to do with the show. But she was obsessed with Challenge TV, and they'd both sit there, two women in their seventies and eighties and watch old quiz shows, and this looked old back then. Oh, in the actual decade of his Yeah. I don't think this ever looked state-of-the-art. It just looks terrible. It's oh, like I hate you've, the got, you've got CITV. Maybe just give someone a ring and say, can you look up a few decent catchphrases? What year was this made? I think it was 92. Oh, just before Toy Story came out. And then you've just got graphics Toy like that. Story come out. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think the problem is you're you're putting the budget of ITV show catchphrase to Disney Pixar's Toy Story. Uh, they still have the same kind of budget. Mr. Chips, he's the m- most important. He's he, he should have his own uh, spin-off where we find the origin of Mr. Chips and he's voiced by a different actor. Yeah, Sazer. people kick off and start up a group on, on how it's ruining the family fibre in America <laughs> because of a gay kiss. That's what should happen, Mr. Chips. You have a gay kiss. <laughs> what? Mr. Chips have a gay kiss. With with Mr. Chips. That could be it. Mr. It could be called Mr. Chips. And it could be about Mr. Chips finding his Mr. Chips. <laughs> and there could be lots of catchphrases throughout. And Roy Walker at the end does the ceremony. Do you take this? weird robot thing that we don't quite know what Mr. Chips is, but we accept him. Is he a robot? Is he not a robot? And i like to clarify, we don't know what he is as in species, not sexuality. What is Mr. Chips? I don't even think he's got a mystery. He hasn't got a penis. But I don't think he, he could have a penis on private time. <laughs> what do you reckon he... But the crazy frog, like, do you remember when he came out with a penis? Yeah. And then they had to take his penis away because people were asking, what's that? He's going, like, where's his little frog penis? Uh, and they can't do that. It's weird, isn't it, when you think about, like, when you actually look at what these things are, because he kind of looks a bit like C-3PO. He kind of looks like a bullet. He kind of... Is he based on a chip? He's quite rounded for a chip, isn't he? Hang on, I'll Google it. No, he's just told me about... You just told me about takeaways near my area. Is there a place called Mr. Chips? Goodbye, Mr. Chips, the film. Oh. What is Mr. Chips from Catchphrase? According to Twitter, Mr. Chips from Catchphrase is called Mr. Chips because he's made with futuristic computer graphics, as in computer chips. 
The original, short-lived American version with Art James called him Herbie. 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 Futuristic computer graphics. <laughs> Futuristic computer yeah, graphics see? was something that was not used in this series. No, it wasn't. It was state-of-the-art. I've seen people program on a spectrum and it looked better than some of this stuff. I hate the bonus catchphrase because it's stupid. What? It comes up, you see, it goes, you see one someone's leg and then you've got Roy Walker going, what do you think it is? It's like, <laughs> no idea. No idea. No, I have no idea what it is. No one could guess it in one go. Go and have a go. What, what could it possibly be? There was a woman who guessed uh, Desert Island. And, I love it when uh, people uh, panic on it and just say something that isn't a catchphrase, like front yeah. door, <laughs> rent boy. <laughs> well, it's, it's the host's fault because they're sort of like, any ideas? And they don't want them just to say nothing. They want them to come up with something. So they just go, uh, 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 bin box. I just said that because I looked at my bin and my box. Um, oh, I, I, like I, usual I suspects. Yeah, it's very... Royal Walker is very straight as a host on it. as He's very kind of like that kind of old school 90s host. And then you've got Muller now, who has this gift of ripping people apart without them knowing he's doing it. Yes. That's and it is marvellous at it. Like, the, the skill of that, where people say there's too much of him, I don't think there's enough. He's one of the most skilled presenters out there and definitely... One of the greatest hosts, I think, of a generation. But it's a very different thing because if if they don't get it in the nineties, one Roy Walker would just be constantly ah say what you see, and Mullen is minutes away from calling that person thick. No, but nicely. He, after a while, he he basically just tells them what it is. Is uh, my favourite one was when someone said uh, it was brief encounters, and someone said friendly pants. Yeah, hey, friendly pants. Because they were talking to each other. Brief encounters, that's a good one. That's a good one. It was fun to watch back. I just don't think it's as good as it is now. I'll be honest, it's one of the rare occasions where I love catchphrases now, even the celebrity Mm. ones, where they get someone who's very intelligent and two people from, say, uh, Love Island or Gemma Collins uh, to get... I like it because there's two people that get it straight away and then there's always one that doesn't. And they get yeah. no points all the way through and Stephen's like, come on, come on, get one. And then when they come do on. get one, everyone's like, yes, come on. Yeah, he's got that gift of doing that, though. Of making it like, he's just mm. great. Mm. It's just great. It's, it's not, we need more Mullen. In the... I don't think there's much 90s Mullen. I think, I don't know, when he left Butler's. Have a look. So what would you give catchphrase? I'm going to give it 45. I'd give what it would 50. You give it? Well, I'll give it 51. All right, we'll give it 51 then. So let's lock it in. So that is Catchrains locked in. And what's our next show? The next one is the final one of today is SpongeBob SquarePants. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. and yellow and porous is he. SpongeBob SquarePants. If not a nonsense, be something you wish. SpongeBob SquarePants. Then drop on the deck.
Well, a few of us listening to this will think, oh, SpongeBob uh, SquarePants, uh, great Nickelodeon property, uh, I want to tell you all right now. I created SpongeBob SquarePants in 1996 as a character called Shreddo the Shreddy and was really upset in 1999 where SpongeBob SquarePants came onto the screen. And it's exactly the same character. And not only did I create Shreddo the Shreddy, I used to enter competitions with him. And I did, at one point of my life, send him into production companies to try and get him made. And (laughs) I'm just saying this right now, that I definitely, definitely created SpongeBob SquarePants. No, you didn't. I did create SpongeBob. It looks exactly like him. It's a Shreddy wearing a jacket and tie. Having adventures. I've had a character called Damien Dunn, which was this flamboyant guy that always wanted to be in front of the camera. And then a couple yeah. of months later, Louis Spence turned up on Pineapple Dance Studios. Oh, no, no, no. no. Don't you, so I think no, I've you. invented, I invented <laughs> Louis Spence. Yeah, but you didn't draw Louis Spence, did you, Penny Crayon? You didn't draw some guy, and then all of a sudden, wow, come out of the wall. All right. Once, once he'd been on telly, I was like, oh, I can't do this now because it's too similar. Well, you could, because that's a real person, and what you drew um, was yeah. a cartoon. So if I'd drawn Louis Spence, I could say I, I invented him. Yeah, if, if you did invent him before Louis Spence. I'm sorry, I'm sorry we can review the episode, but then we're going to review an episode that I wrote called Shreddo Escapes a Box of Shreddies. But if they nicked it, they would have called him Shreddy as well, wouldn't they? They would have called, called him Spongebob. Thank you for being straight on my side with this one, Barnes. Shredo, Shreddy the Shreddy. Uh, Shredder. Uh, Shredder. Are you going to say you invented the baddie from the turtles now, look, are you? Look, look I'm, not, I'm not calling anyone out. I'm not, I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm just saying SpongeBob also starts with an S. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it out there. SpongeBob or Shredo the Shredder. And I mean, like, it's far-fetched. That a boy from Dover entering a blue pizza competition in 1996 to design a video game called Shredo the Shreddy would have been taken by the head up from a Nickelodeon to make. But I did. I mean, they didn't use any of the other characters. There was no Rita the Bick. There was no, there was no Cheerio. And there was definitely no Corny Flake, who was a comedian. <laughs> so I. I feel a bit bad reviewing this because I just see money that was lost. And only being a child at the time, you don't have the power to fight these kind of people, do you? You can't just phone up Nickelodeon and say, I invented that. Because they asked for, what was it, proof? Well, I don't know what happened, but I had a joke about I went for a prostate exam. I'm not sure how it went, but the doctor gave me the thumbs up. And I heard Les Dennis do it on a programme, and I thought it was my joke. So I tweeted Les Dennis and said, oh, I thought that's my joke. Was it? Well, no, where'd you get that joke from? Is it older? Just the producers gave it to me. So I'm um, not suggest Les Dennis also gave me a review for my Edinburgh show, which was I haven't seen it. 
that's nice of Les Dennis. But that's the thing, though. Chris, you should copyright all your stuff, which at the time I did, because in my mind, I was going to be the next Walt Disney, and I had a company called Jam. Most of you will realise Jam being my initials move around the right way. And at that point, I'd already created about 130 cartoon characters, and I'd copyrighted them and signed them all with the year they were created in. And recently, I found a shreddo dating back to 1995. Maybe it's that thing where people have the same idea at the same time and it just seemed to happen. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly the same <laughs> idea at the same time. He's even got little holes in him. He's even got little holes. <laughs> like um, like a bug's life. And then DreamsWorks just happened to come out with ants like a couple of months later. Well, I think, you know, if you know the story about ants and a bug's life, you know that those ideas were stolen and someone in DreamsWorks was stealing the idea from Disney Pixar. I saw it on a con- yeah. conspiracy thing once. It was uh, Katzenberg. Katzenberg. So I'm going to have to review this uh, without that, without dealing with the situation I've gone through. Because I'm a professional. I can. <laughs> I can. That's the kind of gift that I have. I can look at SpongeBob. and I Can, can think, we review no, SpongeBob in a minute? <laughs> I, could, I could see it on its merits of SpongeBob and, and how much merchandise it's made and how many people love it. I did love it. I thought it was really funny. Sorry. What was your highlight of SpongeBob SquarePants? Uh, the bit at the beginning where they're doing the Jack Cousteau thing and he goes, hello, this is Bikini Bottom. That's funny anyway. And he lives under the sea and he does wear square pants. His pants are not square. They are normal size pants. He is square. His pants are not square. Just, just saying. At this point, I've realised one thing that may point out that I probably didn't create SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ain't got any pants. So I didn't have any pants. You called them. You called them underwear. I did call them underwear. I take you back, Nickelodeon. Take me back. Luckily, they never touched my cartoon about a group of babies thinking outside their boxes. Gary the Gary the snail is actually a cat. Uh, the Krusty Why? Crab. Uh, Patrick Star. I'm just listing things now. I, uh, Gary the Snail is one of those characters that is underestimated quite a bit. I love characters that are just silent, but I stand by, mm. like, I think it's watching, like, Chapman and stuff. Like, Gromit is the greatest character, I think, in animation because of how much he pulls off with just looks. He's basically Tim from The Office. Just Wallace says something and he just pulls a face. Exactly. Uh, and, like, and Gary the the snail has that kind of similarity to it as well, that whole kind of... But, yeah, I just love it. It's a uh, joking aside. Well, not joking aside, it's a serious matter. SpongeBob SquarePants, I didn't watch it in the 90s because I think it was only made in 98, 99, and I think at that point I was too cool with my animation studio on the up. But one of the things... That I do remember is when I did find it, there was so many great episodes. Like there's one where Nosferatu turns up at the end. It's like, why do the lights keep cutting out? And like all the lights are flickering, and it's just Nosferatu, like playing with a light switch in the background with his big creepy fingers. And I think, and the movie, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie is genuinely brilliant. It's got Matt Berry as a dolphin, so that gets extra points. Even though we can't review that one, we can't because it's free now, and only one was good. I prefer this to Rocco's Modern Life and Ren and Stimpy. What? Um, no, this is better than Rocco's Modern Life. 
I think it probably is better than Rocco's Modern Life. Ren and Stimpy, I think, there's great episodes, but the naff ones are really naff. Oh, the anchovies came in because they wanted uh, burgers. I don't know why they were eating food. Well, eating meat. They always look nice with Krabby Patties, don't they? Mm. Like you think, they look like a perfect burger. Then you think, what's in them? It's like Mr. Krabs <laughs> grinding up other crabs and putting them <laughs> in some kind of weird kind of like serial killer. Is that how Swe- it's going to end? Sweeney Todd, isn't it? He's making them in the back and selling them <laughs> in the hair and then, and then making them into burgers. A bit dark for a kid's show. I, I think he's... I think... He's one of the greatest characters. Squidworth as well. It's just genius. I watched the episode as well where they they formed a band together and uh, there's a guy trying to play the tuba, this big crab. And he's like, oh, maybe you'd hit the right notes if you didn't have such big meaty claws. Say it again. Big meaty claws. (laughs) Which is one of my favourite quotes from anything ever. Big Meaty claws. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, no, I'm not. Ah, it's gone away. That'll be a cast out. It's a great day for all. <laughs> now, keep that in. I think that's what the listeners want. That's what they really <laughs> want on a Patreon. No, do you know what they really want? They want a review of Jonathan Creek. They do want a review. And you'll get your review of Jonathan Creek. You'll all get what you want. So, what would you give the Spongy Bob man? Fuck all. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought it might happen. It might be down the bottom of the leaderboards. Probably, probably two, three. I, I need to review it fairly. Fairly, not fairly. Fairly, I review it. It is Six, really good. Sixty-one. I'd say sixty. Sixty. I mean, it's only good because I created it. But like Richard Herring with Alan Partridge. Yeah, I no. did that. I feel, I feel, I know how he feels though, like being so close to the limelight, being able to touch it, the smell of the grease, the entitlement of the stage, but never giving it, having it all taken away and have to go and work at the holiday parks of the UK industry. Come to my Edinburgh show live every single day at Bar 50, the garden rooms at 9.15. It's going to be brilliant. There's no talk of uh, shreddies in it though. That's next year's show. Oh, oh I made... Oh, I made SpongeBob. Do you know what? There's something in that. that, that, that I'm not going to get an hour out of it, but there's a ten in there. AM AM AMJ. How SpongeBob ruined my life. How and just me looking really sad and SpongeBob. Hey, should we lock it in? Let's lock it in. Let's lock it in. So locked in and SpongeBob. Well, it's been a good week. So. uh there's only one thing left to do, isn't it? Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.